Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. So you're listening to the collab with Cindy and I'm your host, Cindy. I'm recording this podcast from Nigeria, Abuja to be precise. So this podcast cast is for anybody and everybody from the old, the young, the middle-aged and even the younger heart. <laughs> so on this podcast, we'll talk about, uh, we talk about everything ranging from sports to movies, to motivation, to education, and even health. So today is our health segment. Every Tuesday is our health segment. So today's topic will be anxiety disorders and panic attacks. So guys, I will give us a rundown about anxiety disorders and types of disorders, symptoms of anxiety disorders, explanation of panic attacks, and also how to help someone who is dealing with a panic attack and how to find out if you have one and when to reach out for help so yeah so what's anxiety i'm sure we have all felt nervous before a date or before a test or an examination or a competition or even a presentation but what exactly is it? What exactly are we actually experiencing at that particular time? Anxiety is our body's way of preparing us for that challenge, to face that exam, to face that test, to face that um, interview or that presentation. Our heart pumps blood. And oxygen so that we um, are ready for action so that we are ready to perform um, both physical and emotional tasks efficiently but it's actually normal yes it's normal to have anxiety attacks when maybe you feel your safety is threatened or your health is threatened or your loved one is threatened but sometimes anxiety can become very overwhelming and disruptive and it may occur for no reason at any particular time so guys i'll be giving us symptoms of and having or symptoms of anxiety disorders anyone can experience the symptoms like during stressful times is normal yes guys it's normal to experience this symptoms when you're stressed out or where you're when you are well when you find yourself in a stressful environment but most or some individuals with anxiety disorders can experience them even when they're not in a stressful environment or even when they're not stressed out about anything they have these symptoms so I'm, i'm going to be telling us um some of the symptoms one inability to relax yes two unrealistic or excessive worry three difficulty of falling asleep four rapid pulse or pounding or racing of the heart five nausea chest pain or pressure six feeling a lump in your throat on the throat seven dry mouth eight irregular breathing 
nine feeling of dread apprehension or losing control ten trembling or shaking sweating or having chills you know you see some people when they're stressed out their hands start shaking or you know if they're writing their hands will be shaking because they're stressed out so you guys now you know that's a symptom of anxiety disorder next one is fainting or dizziness feeling of detachment well this one is like i won't say it's, it's kind of rampant yes because you see some people they're in a particular environment they're in a gathering with people but you know that this person is not here like the person's mind ain't here like the person is thinking about another thing differently mm-hmm. altogether so you know that's the symptom of anxiety disorder then the last one is thoughts of death or suicidal thoughts we young people now we tend to ignore this type of symptom but it's real you know you see some you just wake up and hear in the news that someone killed himself and killed herself that person has been having such thoughts you know like for instance i'm going to use my contrast as an example in nigeria here right now we see it that anxiety disorders is the white man's sickness but it isn't anxiety disorders don't segregate they don't um choose who they attack or not attack so guys next we'll be talking about the types of anxiety disorders so i'll just be naming them then later i'm going to um talk more on them so the first one is the generalized anxiety disorder which is also known as gad two panic disorder three phobias four social phobia or social anxiety disorder five obsessive compulsive disorder also known as ocd and the last one post-traumatic stress disorder also known as ptsd so the first one which is generalized anxiety disorder gad is characterized by chronic and exaggerated worry like um the person tends to have tension also but this is much more than the normal or the typical anxiety that people go through in their daily lives or experience uh, the people or persons suffering from this type of disorder may have or may experience trembling twitching muscle tension nausea irritability poor concentration or even depression fatigue headaches lightheadedness breathlessness or hot flashes yes so the next one is the panic disorder people with panic disorders have panic attacks with feelings of terror that strike suddenly and repeatedly with no warning at all during the attacks the individuals may feel like they can't breathe or have lost control and so they tend to or they feel like they're even having heart attacks or they're even dying but which isn't right it's just because of the they're panicking at that moment physical symptoms may include chest pain dizziness nausea sweating tingling or numbness 
and a racing heartbeat. Some people will have one isolated attack while others may develop a long time panic disorder. Either way, that is often anxiety between attacks or there is often high anxiety between attacks because there is no way of knowing when the next one is going to occur. Panic disorders may occur um, or may begin early in adulthood. Um, so many people with panic disorders also suffer from agoraphobia, uh, which is the abnormal fear of open spaces or public places. Yeah, so the next one is phobia. Phobias are ir- like irrational fears. Individuals with phobias and like realize their fears are irrational, but thinking about or facing the feared object or situation can bring on a panic attack or severe anxiety. Um, phobias are often fears of a particular object or situation or even animals yeah the common fear objects uh, and situations in specific phobias include animals um, tunnels water or even heights the most common specific um, phobia is the fear of public speaking yes guys i can relate to this um i have a phobia for heights like a very big one because um there was a time i tried to overcome it by going to parks and riding you know all these high rides and it didn't work out every time i do that i still feel like i'm just gonna die right now you know like the fear of heights was real and also the fear of public speaking I remember a time when I did a presentation in school where I felt like let the ground doors open let me enter and let it close back like I couldn't just wait to just finish I couldn't even look at people in the eyes like okay there was this there is particular trick I heard or I read about that if you have um, a fear of public speaking if you have that phobia instead of you looking at them in the eyes because it's actually um give you bad um reputation if you're looking down like nobody would take you serious so instead of looking them in the eyes look over their heads so it look like you're looking them in the eyes but when actually you're not looking them directly in the eyes you're looking over their heads so yes that is how i try to yeah survive through that presentation <laughs> yes that was my trick though so the next one is social phobia or social anxiety disorder so this disorder is characterized by overwhelming anxiety and excessive self-consciousness in everyday social situations people with social phobia have a fear of being judged by others being embarrassed or being humiliated this fear may interfere with work or school and other ordinary activities Yes, guys, I can relate to this also. I, I do have a social phobia which I'm trying to overcome. Uh, let me use myself as an example to this. So, I love podcasting. The first time I heard about podcasting, I said, okay, this is another angle of podcasting. I love podcasting, but I'm a, I'm a science student, so I can't... So I want to change my course again and go into the arts or whatever. So I said, okay, I can I can be a podcaster. 
but my fear of being judged my fear of people judging me or saying who is this one now you know or criticizing me you know that's why i didn't start it initially but as of last week i thought about it and i was like so what people will talk even if you're doing good they will talk you're doing bad they will talk so why should i um not make myself happy because of or do what i love because of what i think people will say about me so i just took that bold step and started the podcast anyway so yes guys i just made myself vulnerable i just told you guys my phobias yes but i'm getting through it i know i'm not alone i know there's many people out there who have such phobias and it would be good if you can walk through it you know and talk yourself through it i know that there's nothing there it's just the fear of the unknown okay so the next disorder is obsessive compulsive disorder which is ocd so this is characterized by uncontrollable and um, anxious thoughts or behaviors individuals with ocd are plagued by persistent unwelcome thoughts and image or by the urgent need to engage in certain rituals some ocd sufferers may only have obsessive thoughts without the related rituals yes so the so, okay i'm going an example now so the disturbing thoughts of images as um, fear of germs are called obsessions the fear of germs is called the obsession then the ritual of washing your hands obsessively is called the compulsion people who are obsessed people who are obsessed with germs may wash their hands excessively the individual is not happy to perform the ritual behaviors but finds this to be the only way to get temporary from the obsessive thoughts so the last type of anxiety disorder i'm talking about today is the post-traumatic stress disorder this affects people after terrifying events such as a physical or sexual abuse car accidents war or natural disasters and individuals with PTSD may experience depression, flashbacks, nightmares, sleep difficulties, irritability, aggression, violence, and also a feeling of detachment or numbness. Symptoms can be treated by anything that reminds the individual of their trauma. So, um, I know or I've heard that this type of disorder is mainly for like not I won't say for but it's mainly experienced by those um people that went to war like in the army or even those who experienced abuse both physically and emotionally you know yeah or cast things like this was mentioned like I've mentioned before yeah so the next one I'm talking about is what is a panic attack guys panic attacks can be caused by heredity heredity chemical imbalances stress and behavior stimulants such as caffeine or drugs yes guys caffeine 
can cause panic attacks. I didn't know about this either. I knew about this when I was reading this article. Yeah, so yes, caffeine can cause panic attacks. So some people have only one or two attacks and are never bothered again. While some others get it on a regular basis. So panic attacks can occur with other psychiatric disorders. In panic attacks or in panic disorders, however, the panic attacks return repeatedly and the person develops an intense fear of having another attack. Without help, this fear of fear can make people avoid certain situations and can interfere with their lives even when they are not having a panic attack. Therefore, it is very important to recognize the problem and get help. So there's one, a particular example one of my lecturers gave us in school. So he was like, there's some people here now in this lecture hall. You can't go places without you thinking what's going to happen. What if I die on the way? What if I go to that building and collapses? Or what if I travel and I die on the way or have an accident? So many what ifs and what ifs and what not and so many thoughts going through your head. This is the fear of fear, like this you're afraid of fear. Yes. Because you're going somewhere. Maybe you're going out for a friend's birthday. Or you're going to do something at school, or you'll be like, if I go to that building now and collapse, are you the only one in the building? Are you the only one that has entered that building and come out? Aren't people in that same building? Will the building collapse on them? So, why being scared of the unknown? And sometimes this fear of fear affects our daily lives, like it affects our routine. Some people it affects your as like it affects them in their workplace while others in, in the school. I don't want I don't want anything to other put it make you not achieve your goal. Don't allow the fear of the unknown make you not achieve your goal. So now the next one is tips for dealing with a panic attack. Yes. So I'll just give you some tips. First, realize that although your symptoms are frightening, they are an exaggeration of normal stress reactions and aren't dangerous or harmful. Two, face the feelings rather than fight them, and they will become less intense. Like I said, I have the social phobia of people, of me thinking how people will judge me or how people will perceive what I'm saying or see me. Well, right now, when I said I don't care anymore, I started this podcast anyway. I'm working on them. It's only fighting that feeling and I'm facing it head on. Whatever happens, happens. If the podcast um, flourishes, fine. If 
If it doesn't flourish, fine. If people criticize me, fine. They criticize my talk, fine. If people like me, fine. If they don't, fine. It's not a do or die affair. Don't allow your friends to stop you from doing what you are meant to do, what will make you happy. The third one, don't add to the panic by asking what it is. Tell yourself, so what? Like I've said, so what right now? So what? Whatever happens, happens. Don't allow that fear to stop you from going to school or traveling or having fun or achieving what you're meant to achieve. So what if it doesn't work out? So what? Face it head on. And you realize your fears were just so just you exaggerating it in the first place. The fourth one, the fourth tip, stay in the present. Notice what is actually happening rather than what you think might happen. If for instance now you go to that building and it doesn't collapse, you look around you like, oh well, I'm out and it didn't collapse on me. So then I was thinking was just a preparation. The fifth one, rate your fear level on a scale of 1 to 10 and watch it change. Notice that it doesn't stay at a high level for more than a few seconds. Then the sixth one, distract yourself with a simple task like counting backwards or lightly snapping a rubber band around your wrist. You know, different things work for different people, what may work for me may not work for you. There are also other tips for dealing with panic attacks. Not trying to say it's nothing your risk with the rubber band is actually self-harming or yeah self-harming. So if you feel that self-harming to you then just do the simple task of counting um, backwards. Okay? Then the next one and the last one is when the fear comes Accept it and accept it. Wait and give it time to pass without running away. Like, for instance, like I said, I was scared. I'm scared. Not I was. I'm so scared of heights. But I'm facing it anyway. So, the first time I went for a ride, um, it was disastrous. Like, I felt I was dying. Like, I felt I was dead already. So, <laughs> lots of things. In the air works. <laughs> it was crazy, guys. It was crazy. Yes, it was very crazy. But when I was done, I looked over. Like, this is what I'm scared of really. But the next time I tried it again, that same fear was there. I'm not saying you can overcome your fear immediately. No, I'm not saying that. It's time to overcome it immediately. It takes time. It's a process. But the most important thing, take that step first to start the process of facing your fears instead of running away from them or fighting them. So, the next one is I'll be giving you guys tips for helping someone with an anxiety disorder. One, make no assumptions. Ask the person what they need. Don't just conclude that this is what the person is, you know, what the person needs. No, you ask them. Let them feel that sense of belonging. Oh, 
my friend really cares about me without him or her concluding she asked me what I need or what I think I need the second one be predictable don't surprise the person like let's say the person now is your like your close friend and that person is having anxiety disorder or has panic attack because doesn't know what to expect from you doesn't know really like sometimes don't predictable you don't know what he or she's gonna do next no don't be that friend be that person that he or he, he or she predicts what you're gonna do next so that it doesn't cut or call him off guard you know yeah so the next one let the person with the disorder set the pace for recovery don't be that friend who tells the person I haven't recovered yet. Why is, why is taking you long to recover? It's not just like one month something. Why haven't you recovered? Are you the only person having counsel that I've said? Like, no, no, no. That person doesn't need that kind of energy. I know the person recover in his or her own, you know, pace. The fourth one find something positive in every small step towards recovery. Not just some people who, who have these disorders and they feel they are not making progress. But be their reminder. Ask the person, um, okay, were you here in this particular place the last time? Like, no, like, so you're making progress. You have left that stage to another stage. But you know, give the person encouraging words. Don't feel discouraged. You're moving, you're moving forward. You're getting there. It doesn't have to be all at once, you know. Encourage that person. To see his or her positive like steps he or she has made. The next one, don't help the person avoid their fears. If that person is scared of heights, don't be that friend that says, You don't have to go. Like my, the people that took me, they didn't even answer me when I saying I'm scared of heights. Like all the rides I entered with them, like it was crazy, I know, right? They didn't say, Okay, I'm scared of heights sit down and just watch us enjoy ourselves. No. He said, you must do it though. <laughs> Whether you're scared or not scared, you just have to do it. You can do it. It's, it's just, it's a ride. So you have a protective gear around you, so why should you be scared? You know? If you can enter a plane, you're scared of heights. So what is this? Because nothing is causing you. That's why, because I've seen everything. That's why you're scared. So yeah, and also maintain your own life so that you don't resent the person with the disorder. Don't keep your own life on pause or on stop and continue that person's life or help that person's life. Because when you keep your own life on pause or when you post it and you help that person, when that person because you find out that you have lost a lot because of that person, then you start resenting him or her, which isn't right. So, at the same time, when you're helping the person, continue your own life. That's the person's life. You have your own life to live. Don't stop your life or force your life because of that person. You can still do both at the same time. Yes. So, the next one don't panic. When the person with the disorder panics, 
but realize it's natural to be concerned with them. I hope you understand this part. Don't panic when the person panics. It's like it's panicking. Because if a person is panicking, you're panicking. Then who's gonna cool each other down? Right? She's panicking, you're panicking, or he's panicking, you're panicking. Who will be like, okay, it's okay, let's cool it down, you know? It's okay, it's alright. Who will do that if both of you are panicking? So just be that bigger person for that person. You know that person has a disorder. You don't have to add. But when a person realizes that he can't lean back on you or you can't help him, it becomes a, you know, a situation. And we don't want a situation. We want you to help the person. So don't panic when the person is panicking. You have to be that person that is cool-headed and remind the person that it's okay, it's okay. Breathe steadily, it's okay. Cool down, you know. Yes. So the next one. Say encouraging words to them. Yes. Don't be like. Don't say words like. Don't be anxious or let's see if you can do this. Or you can fight there. Or what should we do next? Or don't be ridiculous. Or you have don't be ridiculous, you have to say, don't be a coward. These phrases are not right. You demoralizing the person. The person doesn't need to hear it any more than because it's going on in his head every single day. So you reminding that person, talking about that kind of thing is bad. What you have to say to the person is, you can do it, no matter what, or no matter how you feel, you can do it. Or I'm proud of you, girl. I'm proud of you, guy. No. Or tell me what you need now. Let me help. You know. Or you can also say, breathe slow, breathe slowly, you know, stay in the present, or it's not the place that bothers or that's bothering you, it's just the thoughts. I know that you're feeling in pain, or what you're feeling is painful, but it's not dangerous. Or you can even tell the person you're courageous. Give that person that encouraging words. Don't demoralize the person. Instead, encourage him. You encouraging him or her will make her or will make them, you know, want to do or face their fears head on. So, when should you get help? When, if you, you should listen to what I've been saying correctly if you, if you have been following and you feel oh, okay should I get help yes you should when you pass that normal stage of anxiety that we all go through in our normal day lives or experience and you see one of the symptoms or most of the symptoms in your daily life then you need to get help some people believe that anxiety disorders can be overcome with willpower. Like I was saying in my country right now, they'll be like, ah, black man is so far this kind of disease now. Now, white man disease. I think white man, what do you think is white man disease? Do you think it segregates? No. It doesn't share the color of your skin. It doesn't. It doesn't care the tribe you're from, the country you're from. 
No, it doesn't. You cannot overcome it by your willpower. Yeah, we Nigerians were strong. For us to be living in this country and survive, yeah, living in this country is a struggle. And it's even, it's alarming that we don't even, it's, I would say alarming, it's a surprise that we don't have this, that, this, this other, like, ramparts in our country, or maybe we do, but we don't have the, the stats about it, you know. But it's a surprise. But that doesn't mean when you see this type of symptoms, you see yourself, you like you see yourself exhibiting this type of symptoms, but you just wave it up and be like, I will, what does this thing? I beg, I will overcome it. No, you can't do it by your willpower. Uh-uh, it doesn't work that way. Untreated anxiety disorders can lead to depression. Yes, it can lead to depression. People think. You are only depressed when you don't have money. No. I'm not saying rich people who are depressed and they kill themselves. Yes, it's not that. It's not money. It's not, it's not about money. Depression can be caused by so many things. Depression can be caused by your environment. Depression can be caused by the kind of relationship you're into because your relationship is toxic. Depression can be caused by so many things. But don't let someone fool you that it's because of I don't have money. Yeah, some people can be depressed because they don't have money. But yeah, I've not also seen the rich commit suicide because they're depressed. Don't they have that money? So what made them depressed? So you see where I'm going with this? Depression can be caused by so many things. Also, untreated anxiety disorders can lead to substance abuse and a range of other problems. Yes. So people they think that the only way to overcome it is by turning to drugs. It is a lie. Or smoking. Smoking damages your lungs. Drugs ain't good for your health. So yes, all those things can lead to um, untreated anxiety. Sorry, can lead to depression and substance abuse. If your normal routine is interrupted because of excessive worry, then you should ask for help. If your normal routine is is interrupted because of your fear. Of your known or fear of fear, open places because of what people will think about you, then you need help. It's okay to go to the hospital for help or to go to a psychiatrist for help. I'm going in a country again in Nigeria right now. If you're going to a psychiatrist for help, it's like person don't mind for show but no let the people do all you whatever they want but your mental health is very necessary it's very necessary so you have to go and seek for help okay guys so the treatment if you or someone you know has symptoms of anxiety disorder or panic attacks 
you have to visit a psychiatrist, like you have to visit the hospital, a psychiatrist to be precise, who can help determine whether the symptoms are due to an anxiety disorder or medical condition, or even both. Frequently, the next step is getting treatment. For an anxiety disorder, is referred to a mental health institution or professional such as a psychiatrist, psychologist, social worker, or even a counselor. Yes. In general, there are two types of treatment. The first one is medication, the second one which is psychotherapy, which is sometimes called talk therapy. Both can be effective for most disorders. The choice of one or the other or both depends on the patient's and the psychiatrist's preference and also on the particular type of anxiety disorder. So yes guys, it isn't wrong if you go for counseling. No, it's okay. It's okay. That's all. I would love to hear from you guys. I like talking. I like talking to people. I like talking. But recently, I want to face my fear of social um, phobia. I like talking to people, people I know. But right now, I want to widen up my horizon by talking to people I don't even know. Because most people out there, they just need someone to talk to. Not necessarily a friend, but just someone to listen to what they have to say. You talking to somebody can see the light. Because you don't know what people are going through in life. Yes, I know everybody everybody's going through their shit in life. Yes, we all have our problems. But there's that friend you've been talking to for a long time. Because that person hasn't called doesn't mean you didn't call her or him. Reach out. Just to say, take care, or I love you, you know, stay safe, can go a very long way, even without you knowing. Yes. So guys, like I said, if you know you have any of these symptoms, go for counseling. If you haven't talk, like spoken to a friend for a long time, speak to that person okay yes guys so that is it for today so thanks for listening i'll be happy if you subscribe download share like you know and invite your family and friends to come listen to my podcast and let's move this Friends to permanent side, like I always say. Okay, remember, I love you guys so much, but God loves you more. Take care, have a nice day, and always stay safe. Bye.